Hello, All Beer Inside listeners. We here at All Beer Inside understand that not everyone has the time to watch a YouTube video, so we are presenting the audio-only portion of the show here for your ear holes. This is the audio from episode 79 of the YouTube show, which originally released on May 28, 2021. You can subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, the brand new TrendingTopicsNetwork.com, and other listening avenues for this podcast. We also kindly ask that you rate, review, and subscribe to wherever you are getting this wonderful sound. Please enjoy. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to All Beer Inside Quarantine Editions of the episode. Joining us this week, we have Erica out in British Columbia. She's also known as Beer Me Canada on Instagram. Hey, guys. Hi, thanks for taking time out of your day to speak with us about your uh, beer passion today. Really appreciate it. No, I, I appreciate you asking. Me. Oh, awesome. Uh, as we do on almost all shows, we're going to share a virtual beer. Let my, let my audience know what you're drinking. Okay, so I just actually cracked open uh, the Twin Sales, their newest two straws. It's their Milkshake IPA series. And this one is with uh, papaya, which I have, I seriously, I've only had two sips. And... For anybody in BC that they know their milkshake IPA series, you know it's going to be a gooder. We got it at my work. We only got two flats. So uh, <laughs> I was lucky to grab some before it was all gone. Awesome. Uh, I am enjoying from The Alchemist or L'Alchemist in uh, Francais from Brasserie Laurentide. It is a white stout maple syrup tart. Ooh. So it's coming in at 5.4% ABV and it's got a nice long French thing that I'm not going to translate right now. <laughs> And we do, on the show, we do a virtual toast. Cheers. A toast. Oh, I got it. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Mm, That's good Canadian maple syrup there. Actually, that's cool because, like, maple syrup-wise, I think the only other beer I've had with maple syrup, it was uh, Great Lakes, their barley wine that was aged in, I think, maple syrup barrels? Or it has maple syrup. I don't like barley wine, <laughs> yeah. but that one, that definitely changed my mind. There was some um, uh, local place we have, uh, they're called, uh, well, they're Sugar Shack, so Cabana Sucre, and uh, one of our early interviews, uh, Benedict's, uh, Tico, his crew, did a, uh, a heated barley wine for an outdoor, like, maple syrup festival in my neighborhood of Verdun. It was awesome, and I'm just oh. like, I didn't know warm barley wine would work. This is fantastic. Plus, it's cold, so it kind of... Oh, yeah, yeah, no, it would be perfect. Yeah, so big shout out to to Benelux and Tico, and I look forward next year to bringing back the outdoor uh, sugar shacks in my neighborhood. (laughs) Uh, So uh, I already kind of sent you the list question, but here's how I start. What's your beer story? Um, A beer story. Um, I I was trying to think of what my actual story is. I mean, I've worked in the, I can say that I've worked in the industry, but I don't because I worked at a liquor store, but I guess that's still in the industry. (laughs) I have to have product knowledge, not just beer, but hard bar. My product knowledge for wine isn't so great because I don't drink wine, but um, I've worked at where I am for two years. And before that, I was at another liquor store for five years. But for a good span of 10-ish years, I didn't work in the industry. But my start of trying to dabble into up drinking actual good stuff other than Mm -hmm. canadian yeah or something unless you have no money um (laughs) i worked at blarney stone which is in gastown here in vancouver when i was 23 and i was a bar back and busser so i got to be the 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 person that got to change the empty kegs and bus tables and mop up gross stuff in the girls bathroom (laughs) so that would that would be the beginning of my um 
my my craft beer industry little journey but then uh definitely working my job before the last liquor store that I worked at going home and waiting at the bus stop for a while it was right by a private liquor store in Vancouver so I'd go in and buy a couple bombers or even going to like punk shows and not just buy like get a nice pint of like definitely the first one would be Driftwood Brewing their fat tug so that would be a beer where like the whole little saying with friends is like oh did you get tugged last night it's like yeah I uh <laughs> down to you know four pints really fast <laughs> and the next thing I know I blacked out because I don't remember the rest of the night so yeah, <laughs> yeah sometimes drinking crap can be dangerous because you're like oh these are delicious what do you mean they're triple IPAs <laughs> but also, they don't they don't have it on the on the tab as they're like pouring it unless you know the beer you don't know the percentage and it's like oh this is going down really easy yeah yeah it's yeah. those deceiving ones it's the uh 10% stouts and and triple ipas that you're like it tastes like i'm drinking a delicious juice but i'm oh, heavily intoxicated now this is 10 percent shit yeah. okay so, yeah that's always fun times uh i mean you've been doing your your beer instagram for a while now i last checked you're at a, over 160 weeks which is quite a while yeah uh yeah i actually started it because my previous work the before new owners took over the previous owners did not want social media for the store and i'm like okay this is crazy not yeah. only because the amount of awesome craft beer that they had but they just didn't want social media i'm like but why i'm like this is the time like people need to know so that's why i started my beer page to kind of showcase beers i would get at my work and also I could get away with taking photos at work and not getting in trouble or anything. Um, but then they sold it and the new owners that took over, I showed them what I was doing and they let, let me start social media for them. So I started a Facebook page and Instagram page for the store and just went from there. And, and so and I kind of let back on my page because I was focusing so much on work. But then I realized that that's just work and I gotta actually also sow my passion and like or like I like to say it's my homework mm -hmm. so it's my product knowledge so if I bring something home <clears throat> I gotta know how it tastes and stuff because I gotta know how to you know recommend something to regular customers which I love now at my job now at Brewery Creek that a regular customer comes in it's like oh wait last weekend they picked up this and they talked about how much they loved it like a certain IPA or sour it's like, oh, wait, we just got this one in. You might want to try it. And then the following week, they'll come in and be like, oh, dude, that one you recommended last weekend, freaking awesome. What else do you have? Yeah. So that that just keeps stuff like that just keeps me going with doing my page. But also the fact that I enjoy what I drink, too. So. Yeah, no, that's that's super important. And that's great to hear is that, you know you're kind of it seems like you're definitely ahead of that last company where it's like hey social media is very important right now why aren't you like oh yeah no <laughs> no it, it, that was even better too because when i was at my old work and brewery creek whoever's doing their social media at the time posted that they were hiring i applied for the job and of course right away they were like are you sure you want to do the long commute i'm like no i do because this is a place i want to work at because their craft beer selection is awesome. You know, spirit selection, also craft cider selection is freaking awesome. Um, had my interview. I can say it went with flying colors to the point that I get hired and then I had to give my two weeks notice at work. And 
as like, I always feel uncomfortable anytime you change a job, but this was one job where I could not le- wait to leave and then start the new one. Yeah. That it's, it was the best decision I made because then also the, in the past two years, the amount of stuff that I've gotten to try that I know I would never be able to try stuff like Canteon, my work gets it. A lot of places don't. Yeah. And if we get in a certain allocation, they will keep a few bottles back for staff if the staff want to try it. So my cellar, which is my um, pantry, <laughs> I have a bottle in there that I got last year and it says to not age more than 10 years. So for my 50th birthday, which is in, as of July, will be in eight years. I am going to crack it open, pop the cork, and I'm going to enjoy it on my 50th birthday. Nice. If I can save it till then, but. Yeah, that's uh, that's for sure. I know uh, due to the pandemic, I've been watching a lot of Instagram accounts. People are cracking open their cellars because they don't know if like COVID's going to get them type of thing. So oh, it's yeah. like, so you, oh, you I better gotta go enjoy through the these. Stuff. Yeah, I only recently started two years ago cellaring myself. But I've started with the, um, well, they're, they're up there in the back, but the Nickelbrook Bastard series. Don't know it. Uh, so they do uh, three. There's called a Kentucky Bastard, a Whiny Bastard, and a Cafe Del Bas- Bastardo. Uh, one is a coffee stout aged in, I can't remember, Kentucky Bastard is aged in Kentucky barrel stout, uh, whiskey barrel stouts. Oh, sweet. And Whiny Bastard is aged in wine, uh, some sort of wine barrels. Probably, like, I would probably guess, like, a red wine, like yeah. a Merlot or, like, oh, uh, no, that's sweet. Yeah, they're, they're all stouts. They're all 10%, uh, and they're, like, you can age them up to three years, so... Once I can finally get back to again together with my friends, once we're all vaccinated, I'm doing a flight where we're going to have a 2019, a 2020, and a 2021. Nice. Yeah. I know. I think in my cellar right now, it's mostly stouts as well, because stouts is definitely a, th- a style that I, I love a lot because of the verse, like, because you can have coffee stouts. You can have stout, like, just also the aged in whiskey barrels I Mm -hmm. think I've got I think I saved one from twin sales and it's oh basil hayden I think basil hayden or some bourbon barrel and they released it for the anniversary not I want to say last year and so I saved a can it's and it's I keep looking at it every single time I open the door (laughs) to put something else in yep I really want to crack it open I'm like no yeah. Stay it a little longer, just a little longer. Yeah, that's what I'm, I'm liking is a lot of these places are now putting the bottle inside a box so that you don't have to worry about it getting exposed to light on top of that. So uh, obviously they know, know what they're doing to make me enjoy their beer even more. So the, the amount of paper bags I also have in there that also helps because then I don't see the bottle. So it won't tempt me to the point like, oh, I want to have that one. But also then I forget and I went through <laughs> it to gift one of my stouts to a friend that just finished her uh, course at university i'm gifting her it was um barnside brewing in delta they did a grand marnier rye stout so good like not really high crazy percentage but so good that i was like you know what she finished a crazy course at university <laughs> and so she deserves something yeah that's that's awesome that you do that uh so do you remember your first like couple of crap beers that you're like this is it this is what i'm drinking from now on well like i mentioned it was definitely fat tug because it was 
going to punk shows and not wanting to drink something crappy, wanting to have a pint of something really good while I watch a show. And most of the times I went by myself too, as I got older, because just, it was a lot easier and I didn't like to get sloppy drunk, but granted I would drink a lot of fat tugs and then get tugged and then end up at home and not remember how I got home. But like other beers, I mean, a lot of people wouldn't really consider it craft beer, but one other beer that meant a lot to me, like show wise and going out with friends and stuff would be Red Stripe. Okay. Like Red Stripe. I also ended up having, I've got a tattooed on my thumb because <laughs> that would be like the one other beer would be stubby. So it's the best beer to hold double fisted at a punk show or any show and just yeah. know that no one's going to spill the drink because you've got a good grip on the bottle. But those are definitely two beers. Cause I was trying to think of other ones, but I mean, those are the ones that definitely started it. And then, I mean, from fat target, then it would, of course, it'd be a lot of Phillip bombers. Um, like the Phillips, their crooked tooth and their crookeder tooth, their pumpkin beers would definitely be the first pumpkin beers that I tried. And it was just like, Hey, dude, pumpkin and beer, like who yeah. would, you know, do that. And then because like, Crooked Tooth is just the pumpkin beer. And then Crooked Tooth is it's aged mm-hmm. a little bit more. Like I wish I had a, the bottle, which yes, I still have the bottle. Um, I, the artist in me kind of keeps bottles if the labels are really cool. So up in my room, I have uh, a shelf that my whole room is lined with beer bottles. Yeah. And granted, nobody will see it, but you see behind me yep. my, my weird little window thing that has all the beer cans with the cool labels. Yeah. So. Yeah. But personally, if, and when I can become a, a, some sort of condo or homeowner, I am going to have my neat little like interview beer room where I'll have be having beer bottles and stuff in the back instead of just, I try and decorate things with books and DVDs and glasses and other things I have yeah. in the back. So yeah. one, once... I, know, I, I definitely lucked out to, to, to become a homeowner just because of my mom leaving me the townhouse. And now I'm like, now I get to, it's just weird to think that I can decorate how I want. I'm like, okay, it will most likely be your beer stuff. And then I also have dried plants hanging all over the place. So, uh, well, I mentioned you know, the dried plants and I wanted to also mention this now in, in your more recent post, you mentioned a lot about, uh, you put hop knowledge in, and the history of the hop in it. And we mentioned pre-show that you're actually growing hops as well. Where, yeah, where- I've got, uh, right now I've got, I've only got two heads of hops um and i've got them at various stages the first ones i got actually found randomly at a local nursery that i was not expecting to find hops there but i got cascade and uh centennial and grew them also not this was four years ago when i first got them so of course my hop knowledge is still expanding and still getting better and better but i did not know that it takes till the second year for the hops to to grow and I had some random customer try to give me knowledge about how I need to grow it and fertilize and stuff but I'm like I just want to grow it because as much as I would love to homebrew I don't have the time but I also use the plant to make natural dyes to dye fabric or takes like some of them will end up with a really big leaf so then to do a monoprint from the leaf where you roll the ink on the leaf and you print on the, the fabric is I mean, it's weird that I waste the hops, but <laughs> it, they go to a good cause. I make something with them, but. 
No, it's 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 you're getting at your creativity, which is very important. So that's that's where it's coming from. Is that it's it's growing your journey with all whether it, yeah it is just craft beer, craft cider, and, and obviously you're a coffee addict from what I've seen as well. Oh yeah, uh, it's um it's that create creative in you that that that's your outlet. Like this is well, my that, and outlet. Then so. Also learning that when like when I got the first hot plants and then like reading up on them and then my mom gave me a plant book that actually had a hop section in there and then learning that hop is related to the pot plant much like pot how it has very so many strains there's over 150 different strains of of a pot of a hot plant so learning that and then also as drinking beer I like part of me kind of wishes that I had started doing this earlier but it's easy to say what kind of hop is in a beer Mm. that you're drinking in a post but a lot of people don't know those flavor profiles for the hop yeah so I mean, it does, I'm happy that I started doing it, but it kind of allows somebody to understand that not every single hop tastes the same. And that's what I always tell customers too, when they come in and ask them what they're looking for, like, well, something that uh, is not too hoppy. I'm like, well, all beers have hops in it. Yeah. Or like the customers that think like that craft beer is the only one that have hops in it. They're like, I don't want any of that frou-frou shit. It's like, (laughs) okay, what are you looking for? Like flavor wise, something hoppy, something bitter. And then now I understand why a lot of people use the word dank. Like I hate yeah. using the word dank. Uh, yeah. But when it comes to hazy IPAs, I understand dank is a really good description. Yeah. My friends have given me a lot of crap about using crushable recently because I'm like, dude, I could crush like 10 of these because. Oh, no. It, just... It's so true, though, because some of them you can only have one. Yeah. But yeah. there are those few when it's like a really high percentage, but it's got the perfect hop combo and just flavor wise. Yeah. You could crush like three of them and forget that it's like 8%. And then no. Yep. Yeah. That happened to me a couple of months ago where I, I had, uh, it was a double IPA kind of night. And then it was me ending up on my floor at the end of the night. Cause I'm like, I'm barely really intoxicated for sitting at home drinking four tall cans of double IPAs. It's yeah. I, I yeah. can, I can at least say that uh, drinking at home, if it's something really good, I know that I've reached my limit when my dog is looking at me like, no, mom, no, no, no. It's yeah. also, it's like, I get the look like it's past our bedtime. We're like, no, no. It's like, oh, I guess I am a little drunk. Okay, oh. let's go to bed. <laughs> That's great. Uh, you know, it's your fur baby trying to make sure that mommy can wake up and take me for a walk in the morning. So, oh yeah. Cause uh, no matter what time I go to bed, she has me up at six 30 every morning. <laughs> it's like, oh wait, you're hungover. I don't care. Uh, when it comes to your Instagram with your description stuff, it's very like, I like the whole, like the crack, like you said, the crack, the smell, and then the first sip. Uh, I like where that came from. So what, where, what made you decide that? So that came from, so at work, we sometimes get lucky enough to try something from, from wine or a cidery or even beer. And at work, we actually have a binder for tasting notes. So for staff that miss out on drinking something, we have tasting notes. So of course it's really detailed at work and I don't want to have it so detailed that it's just monotonous. To people don't read it all, but it comes down to like, so you write what you're drinking. And so it's like what it looks like. Um, and then smell. So like, so like a beer, crack it open or a bottle of wine. When you pour it, smell like aromas. What's the first thing you get. And then also flavor. And then it also talks about mouthfeel, kind of like, is it really acidic? Is it carbonated? Is it really smooth? Is it thick? You know, 
just descriptions like that. So doing that at work, it before I started doing all my posts, I would always think that because I have on my on my third notebook for keeping tasty notes. I kind of wish that I'd started it sooner, but I'm happy I did. For me, like it's not just drinking, it is product knowledge, it's homework. So Yes, I write the notes and sometimes I take them to work and show everybody what I did and how I taste, like how it tastes and everything. <laughs> she want, does so she want to make an appearance on camera? <laughs> I have I, I have a feeling that the roofers are still here. So they're making noise outside. Because she's been asleep at my feet the whole time. But yeah, it's just I like. The, the description homework so like homework mm. notes like how would you you know homework you gotta yeah. take notes so that's that is where it came from i mean i wish i did start it sooner but mm -hmm. yeah I'm, I'm the same way i wish my crappier journey had started in my early 20s or even when i was drinking with the guys in an alleyway at 18 at cjap it's like instead of drinking 40s of colt 45 or bull max i could have been enjoying like a pumpkin beer and then oh, no. working towards something else so yeah uh, I mean, with your knowledge and with your notebooks, do you ever see yourself doing like a Prudhomme or a Cicerone certification? See, I was I was also thinking that too, to do a Cicerone and get, get certified and qualified and everything. But the more I looked into it and the work that, not just the work, but like studying, of course, it's like, you know, everything that goes into beer and everything, I think it would take away my actual passion of, of tasting beer. Because as yes i take notes but i don't want it to be the point that i take notes and like really break down a beer and talk about flavors and everything i just want to enjoy the beer hence why i only did the notes first oh my god it's okay and <laughs> even if i yell at her right now she's not gonna talk. <laughs> awesome so you did mention you don't brew your own beer but uh, have you when it comes to either your social media or for work, have you collabed with a brewery on either a beer or a label or some sort of anything I, I like that? I haven't, and it would be really cool to. The only the only way I got close to collaborating on a label is um, so my work every year, even before I started working there, through their social media, they would do an April Fool's beer. So the April Fool's before I started working, they collaborated with a local brewery and made up a fake label. So then the brewery shared it and the work shared it to the point that people were actually thought, you know, mm -hmm. it's a real beer, but because of COVID, you know, we can't really do that. It wasn't that easy. So work decided. So my two managers, they came up with the name and then they came up with the, um, what was to go into it. So they came to me and they're like, okay, so this is what we want to do. I was like, sweet. I'll uh, use some of my stamps that I made and I'll make up a label and we'll make up a beer. And what we came up with was where I, like, I wasn't expecting anybody to actually say anything about it, but we came up with was a beer called Awkward Nights. It's a durian and mint Kolsch coming <laughs> in at 4.8%. And if so, of course, I like looked up durian and everything. So I, I described it as savory notes of diced garlic and caramel with a lingering <laughs> mint at the back of your throat. So I post it on my work social media and customer comes in. I think it was the same. It was the same day. Comes in. is like, oh, hey, I'm looking for this beer. And I was like, no, no, no. He's like, no. I was like, no. He's like, oh, I shouldn't try it. I was like, 
no dude it was our april fool's beard it's not it's not real even with his mask on his face just went beet red he's like oh it's like i was looking forward to trying it i'm like yeah i know sorry no it doesn't exist and then somebody else meant like messages the stores social media be like i'm in search of this what, do you guys still have it it's like no no yeah. no it's not a real beer oh it's not i'm like no it's not sorry uh so now if you were to collab uh, i'm gonna kind of twofold this question so it's if i were to visit your area in, in bc uh what are yeah. some breweries that i you would suggest i would visit that you'd also love to collaborate with i i was thinking about that and um like breweries that have been part of like it's not I just don't go there just for one beer kind of thing because it's some kind of new release but then also before my mom passed um our days off consisted of 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 visiting local breweries and sitting on patio and she would try some and give me her flavor like her how what she thought of the beer but one area out in Port Moody Brewers Row where you have uh, so the first brewery would be Twin Sales Brewing. Then right next door, you've got Yellow Dog Brewing. And a little down the way, you've got Parkside Brewing. And a little further down the way, you've got Bakery Brewing. And a little further down the way, you've got Moody Ales. So that stretch on a summer's day, oh. like on a weekend or any day off, definitely not weekends because even pre-COVID, the lineups to and the patios are small. But before COVID, it was awesome to go and just sit and be able to go along and most of the time not have a flight, but go and have a beer at every single location. And there's a food truck out in front of most of the spots and you just have a good day. Like, so for my birthday one year, I did that. That would also also mistake because the amount of beer I drank at all those breweries, luckily I was not going home alone. I had a friend <laughs> make sure that I got home safe, but like something like that, or Another thing, like, I think in Toronto, you guys just got the Growler magazine. So it's like the uh, beer guide. Yeah, well, that uh, that's Toronto. I'm in Montreal, Quebec. Oh, sorry. So, yeah. sorry, sorry. But in Toronto, they got yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so out here, that's I want to say it's BC where it started. Mm -hmm. So it's like an awesome little guide to open. And of course, there's the maps of like where all the breweries are. So before that, it was always East Van. So you do the East Van Brewery Crawl. So yeah, can't afford to like get the van tour and stuff but mm. get a few friends you walk to a few breweries hit them up so like uh pal brewing slow hand brewing and dina brewing another one along the way callister brewing callister brewing is a really good one um then of course you got bomber and then across them are there's oh man i've like forgotten all <laughs> the ones in east van uh, I, I gotta say i'm pretty jealous like our our I mean, our downtown, we're, we're pretty close for, for some of the breweries, but then some are just like miles away. For my personally, like you were saying, for your birthday, you, you went all out and you hit like brewery, oh, yeah. brewery, brewery. So for my 40th, I wanted to do uh, 40, uh, 40 tasters for my 40th birthday. It ended up being 42 because I lost count somewhere. And then I checked my untap. I'm like, whoops. <laughs> uh, but we ended up going to nine brew pubs or uh, brewery. Yeah like brew pubs within lock walking yeah. distance. It's like, I, I love being able to do this kind of stuff. So hopefully next know, year on a, on yeah. a nice day, just yeah. to get out and just walk. Yeah. I, I mean, for, for my age group, it'll be around like late August that most of my age group will be double vaccinated here in Quebec. So hopefully by then stuff will start reopening and, and it'll be safer to, to go out and 
you know, well, I can... and not just that, but also like it, I do miss beer festivals. Yes. So like a whole summer of no beer festivals. And then this year so far, nothing. And it probably won't be anything until everyone's like fully vaccinated, but it sucks because it's also, I mean, yeah, festivals are awesome to go get to drink some beer, but then also socialize with people that you follow on your beer Instagram and they follow you and you don't really see them in you know real life, but they go and be like, Oh, Hey, you're, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not, I could be like the person that like name drop right now, yeah. but I'm, I'm, I'm not going to. No, but. I've, I've already said once it's safe to travel again, when I can, you know, get up to Vancouver, I want to meet yourself. Uh, the Beardles, I believe you probably know them. The, yeah. the four gentlemen, the Beardles, uh, Spilly yes. Drinker, everybody I've spoken with in BC. I want to, when I head up there, I want to all conglomerate. When I head to Toronto, I want to meet everybody I met in Toronto. Yeah. When I can finally do this in Montreal again, I want to just all hang us out. I and mean, even if we do a bottle share in a park or something, just I want oh, to yeah. see people again, but I also want to uh, not catch a deadly disease that's going to shred my lungs. So yeah, it's uh, I know actually mentioning that what I love though, is that, so I've had my beer page since 27, 2013. Um, so the amount of people that I have been following since then that I actually still know today. So like Instagram wise, like the beer tools, like those four dudes, I have like, I know them. Like <laughs> I, I, sometimes when I see their posts, I like always kind of chuckle to myself to think like, I kind of love it that I, I know them. I've met them outside of, of Instagram off of like social media. And of course there's always like those handful of, of other, I want to I say the younger, the younger. Yeah. Uh, yes. Cause I always do feel quite old when it comes to some things, but it's just like, it'd be cool to, to meet them in person. Yeah. But then also the, the older version of me is like, Oh no, I can't be that, that. Yeah. That um, social anymore. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're both still, like you said, when you told me you're 42, I'm like, what? Like, cause we realistically, I'm, I'm 41, you're 42. We still look like we're in our early thirties. So. Oh no, I, I, I still, I luckily still pass for it too. Yeah, so. yeah. so it's uh, it's like, oh, at least I can get away with pretending to hang out with these people. I just get a hangover a little worse the next day than they do. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, they, 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 one day they will, will know what it's like to have a real hangover. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, so like I said, uh, I want to travel across Canada kind of as a beercation of my own. I, I always ask this, uh, I add this now when it's safe to travel again, when it's safe to get in that cylindrical metal tube of 200 people breathing recycled air, a couple of beer vacations you'd love to go on one where I have to go back to work and I can only spend so much money. And then two, I won the lottery. I'm leaving, uh, for like wherever for a month. What, what are those two like beercations? Well, I mean, that's the, that's the one frustrating thing is that with work, I get to try get so my hands on so many great beers that to the point that it's like, okay, so what are ones I know one, if I could travel somewhere and just leave work, take off work for a month, it literally would be to go back up to Alaska and try all those breweries up there. Excuse me. Cause like part of me kind of wishes that I was still up there of drinking me even before I moved down here to know that those breweries are up there like Alaska brewing. And then there's one in, um, in Anchorage. Oh yeah. Also winter. Well, also not just Alaska, but Yukon, like winter long brewing, we carry them at work and to know that they were in Whitehorse. And when I was a kid and we drove down here, we went through Whitehorse. And it's just to think that if I was old enough, I could have stopped and been like, Hey mom, let's get a beer. But but yeah, that would definitely be 
and it, I wouldn't fly up there. I would literally do the same thing, drive from here up there and hit any brewery along the way. If along the highway, if we went a certain way, hit up a whole bunch of breweries mm-hmm. and just taste them as you're like driving up the Alaska highway, that that would be the best road trip. Yeah. But as yeah. for something a little closer I don't know because like you were saying the amount of breweries that I have like at at my fingertips in BC in like just Vancouver lower mainland it's kind of hard but I'm also really close to the border so if that it would it would be to go across the border and see you know do a google search no if it's not just a brewery but just um any liquor store or anything Mm -hmm. to grab some stuff that I would not be able to get over here think that's definitely what it'd be if if not that then definitely go to oregon and do okay. a little yeah do a little tour yeah i i know that uh, a lot of uh fellow uh british bc people are like they pretty much travel downwards all the way to like san diego and then just come back up yeah so and which just... i never got to do like that was that too it's like if i could i would mm-hmm. but can i don't think i would ever be able to afford that but <laughs> It'd be, it'd, it'd be on the beer bucket list. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so you also do like uh, greeting cards uh, by yourself. What, what kind of gave you that idea? My, I mean, I don't, I don't share it a lot on my, my beer Instagram, but I mean, I showed a bit, but my, my background, like I have an art background. I went to art school, but I dropped out because I didn't want to have to write papers and go to <laughs> lectures. I was there for the art. And it was just bugging me that I was spending more time writing papers than making art. So dropped out of art school, wasn't inspired for the longest time. And then before getting back into working in the industry, I actually worked at tattoo shops. I didn't tattoo, but I got to work counter and be around artists and got inspired to get back into doing art. And then it was more stippling pieces. So I did dots on dots and did drawings. But then when I left there and moved back home for reasons, not of my own, but to help out my mom, I found my old toolbox toolbox from art school and had all my printmaking tools in it. And I got back into it. And that was almost 10 years ago. And I haven't looked back since. And I make my own stamps. I block print them. And um, I have a lot of fun doing it especially that it's an art where I can do that and drink beer and have homework at the same time and still <laughs> do fun stuff. Yeah. Oh, that's no, awesome. I I, like I said, it's getting your creative side and being the social media guru for the, uh, I want to say, so it's brew Creek liquor store. I well, it's brew keep Creek liquor say store. Greek cause that's how I spelt it on, on my notes on the side. I put a G instead of a C. So no, yeah. Brewery so. Creek cause what like a lot of people in Vancouver will know that that area of Brewery Creek way back when is where like the first brewery opened up in BC, um, which happens to be, I didn't know until a bit ago when I was doing some work trivia for uh, a giveaway for work, Vancouver Brewery, if I remember correctly, that is actually now in the building where Main Street Brewing is, which is kind of okay. cool that historically even be- like after that brewery, a whole bunch of other things. I think um, before Main Street took over, it was a car, like an automotive garage or something. <laughs> but then Main Street took it over. It's kind of cool that it started off as a building for a brewery and now a brewery is finally 
back in there. But back in the day, there was a creek that went up there. So that's where everything was shipped back and forth. So like hops, barley. Like... No, yeah, I was, I was kind of hoping, searching to see if there was a book to be like yeah. the history of, of Vancouver breweries or Brewery Creek. There isn't a specific book, but there's some cool articles and stuff. But I think a specific book needs to be written so people know exactly the history. <laughs> and that the reason why we're called Brewery Creek is because of that history. Uh, uh, I might suggest Jordan St. John. Uh, he did write the Lost Breweries of Toronto. So maybe drag him out to Vancouver and have him uh, start working on a book out there too. I know. So. <laughs> I know yeah. Somebody needs to do it. Uh, yeah. I've got no other questions. This has been a fantastic talk. I really, really appreciate you speaking with us today. Like uh, I, I won't lie. I was uh, really nervous because I know, I know when, when I eventually listen to the podcast, I'm going to hate the sound of my own voice. <laughs> But I also know that when I actually talk about something that I'm really into, it's really easy to talk yeah. about it, much like it is at work. Like people at work wouldn't know that I'm a very shy person, but when I am passionate about something, like my art, print making in my natural dyes, and then craft beer as well, mm -hmm. that I could honestly stop talk nonstop about it to the point that sometimes I'm like, oh, sorry, I, I'll just <laughs> I'll just tone back a bit. What about yourself? You know, yeah. like, how are things with you? Yeah. But Awesome. Uh, yeah. So if you have anything to promote or, or any social media, let people know how they can find you. Um, my, well, I could say my only social media would be Beer Me Canada, all one word, lowercase. Um, I could promote my personal one, but if you follow my beer one, you'll find my personal one. It's just, I surprisingly put more on my beer one than my personal one. Um, my art, it's just weird. I don't promote my art as much as I should, but I'm in beer, around beer, craft cider all day, every day. So it's easy to promote that stuff. Um, and then, of course, my work, Brewery Creek, which is also at Brewery Creek, their Instagram. I do their social media, so I part of my job. I get to take photos of beer and then write their write-ups and have fun doing it. And sometimes be like, I cannot believe this is part of my job. But yeah, those are the two, the two main social medias that I am on every day all day so perfect so we're gonna add all that in the show notes that's for us at all beer inside everywhere uh myself at killer carpe diem if you'd like to follow me it's mostly about beer or beer and horror movies uh that's a future project of my own uh as for the show we're hoping to add another show by year two which is coming up soon uh and merch on the way uh as for us as we say at the end of all episodes drink craft not crap. Yes, very much. Yes, 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 yes. Awesome. Thank you very, very much. Thank I you really for, appreciate and it. for inviting me. No, this was awesome.